Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. My dear friends, um, believe it or not, This is the eve of the saddest day in the Jewish calendar, known as Tishabav, uh, known uh, as Tishabav, which is the ninth. Tisha is the ninth day in the summer month of Av, when Jewish tradition assigns major tragedies, recalling the pain and suffering of the Jewish people from the destruction of the first temple by the Babylonians in 586 BCE, and of the second temple by the Romans in 70 CE, to the final expulsion of Jews from Spain in 1492. And although many Jews have abandoned Tisha B'Av, in fact, the inside joke among Jewish business people, when someone is delaying getting you that package or that contract, it's, Joe, when are you going to get it to me? And the reply is, I'll get it to you next Tishabov, because nobody knows when it is. But in all seriousness, many Jews have abandoned Tishabov in part because of the reestablishment of the state of Israel, who, as you know, or maybe you didn't know, the Parliament of Israel Knesset created another day of mourning known as Yom HaShoah after 1948. And in part, the reason why Tisha B'Av isn't as widely observed is because the resilience of the Jewish people in the diaspora doesn't make many of Jews in the diaspora feel like they are in exile, being in another temple in Memphis, Tennessee, for instance. Others continue to observe Tisha B'Av by attending special services or by fasting. The Reform Movement has actually provided a liturgy for Tisha B'Av with songs from 137. Uh, Psalm 137, you know it, by the rivers of Babylon. We sat and wept as we remembered Zion. Whenever the ninth of Av falls on a Saturday tomorrow, since you can't interrupt the joy of Shabbat or fast and you don't mourn, the commemoration is moved to Saturday Eve and Sunday this weekend. But whenever Tisha B'Av falls, the Sabbath before Tisha B'Av, tonight, is also called Shabbat Chazon, 
the Sabbath of vision based on the last three prophetic readings. We call them haftorahs, haftarot. Three warning of the destruction and punishment that will be meted out to a people that forgets our end of the deal with God. What's our end of the deal? Do good, not evil. You know how the Torah and the Haftorah, the prophetic reading, are usually related thematically, like the Torah portion for Noah in Genesis has a Haftorah, a prophet, who talks about Noah. Well, not during these three weeks leading up to Tisha B'Av. There's no connection between the new book of the Torah we start tonight, the fifth book, the fifth and final book of Deuteronomy, Devarim. There's no connection between it and the first chapter of Isaiah who gives us the name of this Shabbat, Chazon Yeshayahu, the vision of Isaiah. Hence, the Sabbath of vision. Tradition says that last month, not July, but again, the lunar month, three weeks ago on the 17th day of Tammuz, the Babylonians breached the city walls. So the Haftor, the prophetic reading, three weeks during this time became known by one of my favorite words in rabbinical school. It sounds like a dish at a restaurant. The tlat de four anuta. <laughs> or it sounds like a great wine. Tlat de four anuta. That's the Aramaic word for the three prophetic readings of affliction. Three weeks ago, they're breaching the walls. It's the night before. So this third one, beginning with the vision of Isaiah, on this Sabbath before Tisha B'Av, gives us the special name Shabbat Chazon, the Sabbath of vision. And what is Isaiah's vision? Let me quote him. Zion shall be redeemed by justice. That is what makes the Jewish people unique, the prophet says. The core of our people's obligation is justice. Without it, all ritual acts, including prayer, count for little. We can't love God without loving human beings, says Isaiah. The way to love God is through loving God's children, all children, not just your own. And we cannot expect justice from God, says Isaiah this week, without practicing it ourselves in relation to others. But my friends, never read a Bible verse or a moment in time without zooming out to catch the larger picture, the larger chapter, the larger theme or lesson. And what's fascinating about Jewish time this month, get this, is that we move from the saddest day in the Jewish calendar this weekend to this next week's 15th of Av, it's only six days after the 9th of Av, is Tuba Av, the Jewish day of love. Think Jewish Valentine's Day. How is it that a day of mourning and a day of love fall in the same month in Jewish time? My dear friend, the former leader of our reform movement in Israel, 
member of the Israeli Knesset during the most recent administration, Rabbi Gilad Kariv. He notes other examples of the juxtaposition of commemoration with celebration. For instance, did you know that in Israel, the day of remembering the heroism and sacrifice of fallen soldiers, it's a national day of mourning. It's followed literally by a siren and a moment of silence to a party celebrating Israel Independence Day. They're literally juxtaposed next to each other, Yom Ha'atzma'ut. Now remember, all Jewish holidays, including Shabbat, begin in the evening, not the morning. So the move from saying mourners Kaddish for Israeli sons and daughters, fathers and mothers who died building the modern state of Israel, it leads into celebrating the miracle of Israel and that we enjoy worldwide because of her existence. So similarly, tomorrow night and Sunday's Tisha B'Av sadness, followed by, I said Jewish Valentine's Day, but it's called Tu B'Av, the joy of love, two contradicting days within such a narrow period of time remind us something very Jewish, that our lives are filled with mixtures of ups and downs, positives and negatives, and that we are obligated to recognize, face, and see them both through. The goal is to move from what tradition says destroyed the temple, baseless hatred, sinat chinam, to what rhymes with sinat chinam, ahavat chinam, unconditional love. We're to try to move from baseless hatred to unconditional love. Isaiah's vision of justice and how societies crumble. Remember I told you they're tlat de furanuta? There are three of them. In the first two, Jeremiah actually lived after the northern kingdom known as Israel had been destroyed. He worried that the southern kingdom, Judah, and its capital, Jerusalem, would experience a similar fate if the people didn't get their act together as a nation. Sound familiar? Jeremiah warns and pleads to the nation of Israel so that death and suffering will not come to pass. But our prophets warn, that's going to require you to practice personal sacrifice instead of selfishness. I want to quote the other one of the tzlat defur anuta, Jeremiah. He basically says, if you continue to act the way you are, thinking that it's about you, dire consequences will ensue. Isn't that relevant to our time with Jeremiah and Isaiah? Just as history will repeat itself if we don't learn from the lessons of history, so does this fifth and final book of the Torah. By the way, do you know what it means? Deuteronomy, it means repeat. Yes, that's what Deuteronomy means. Repetition of the law. We spend an entire book leading up to the high holidays repeating and reminding the children of Israel, Moses actually, in three 
big farewell speeches on the other side of the Jordan overlooking Israel. Moses repeats Judaism's basic principles of fairness and justice for all. And what happens to society when basic principles are just for some? We end three weeks of tribulation, my friends, leading to the destruction of the temple in Tisha B'Av this weekend, and we move toward Isaiah's vision of a world of shalom. And just as we juxtapose this week's sadness of Tisha B'Av with this Friday's love holiday of Tuba B'Av, guess how we end these three weeks of warning? With seven weeks leading to Rosh Hashanah of comfort. Next Shabbat is called the Sabbath of comfort after all the pain and sorrow. We move from the darkness of tragedy to the light of comfort. The promise of better days we pray for ourselves and those we love, not just for Temple Israel and the Jewish people, but for all people. Divinity defined, hopefully refined by each of us as light, as mirrors of God's light. You were here tonight, my friends, for the countdown to the new year. We officially begin tonight. May it be a new year of light. Amen.